Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Avoid distracted driving. Keep your full attention on the ride with Roycey. I gotta admit, this is for uh, a certain taste. You're just gonna have to put up with it. 1500 ESPN. And this portion live inside of the TCL broadcast studios of the ride with Roycey today is sponsored by Wendy's. Wendy's is putting a two-for-six deal on the menu. Mix and match between the Dave's single spicy chicken sandwich, home-style chicken sandwich, or our chicken tenders. It's a deal you might just fall in love with for a limited time at participating Wendy's locations. What is our latest update? Uh, can we identify Dave Hartman? We can identify Dave Hartman. Well, you the just Min- did. Minnesota Baseball Board or Minnesota Baseball Association. Or yep. we can say... It wasn't Dave Hartman. It was a reliable was source a reliable connected source to. Close to Dave Hartman. Sources. Yes, uh, so uh, Dave happened to be listening to our yes. conversation uh, about the meeting tomorrow. And here's what he texted me while you were interviewing Coach Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. The meeting tomorrow night, uh, the town baseball meeting tomorrow night, uh, with relation to discuss A and Class B, really has nothing to do with how the teams draw by any means. It just, uh, he says he was just so happy to be listening to you and Pat. Um, it's more for that the the class B is dwindling in numbers is is what the way he laid it out, uh, as well as class A is tough. Boy, he I must have used voice to text here, mm-hmm. um, but they want the talent level to match uh, the different classes, so it really doesn't have much to do with uh, how teams are drawing. But I I actually think it's a decent idea. We could go to a two class system, in my opinion. Uh, uh, for I got amateur somebody baseball. else texted me. I don't know who this is. Uh, uh, he's this guy said he just got off the phone with a Class A league commissioner and they really don't want to get in uh, involved in it. So oh boy, we'll it so, could get heated. Yes, they could. It could be a complete split, though. I mean, the Minnesota amateur base, uh, the Minnesota baseball board has very little to do with Class A. They kind of function. They got their mm-hmm. own operation up here and they they pretty much function on their own. They have their nice little... I think the other thing those guys probably like is they like being done in the middle of August. Yeah, it's not bad. Of, then they can take that two-week vacation at the lake before the uh, you know before the state tournament. Unlike ends. the rest of us stiffs that are still... Uh, yeah. The one thing you always find out about amateur baseball, though, town ball as we call it, there's... <laughs> There may be, per capita, as much politics in 
town ball as any place in the world. As a guy that's been involved in it for, <laughs> boy, 20-some years it, now? It, it seems like everybody gets along, Yes, but they all think the guy they're getting along with is trying to put the screws to them yes, somehow. That's, that's a very accurate uh-huh. description, but it is, it is a fun... Uh, it, it's fun because... You know, when I talk to friends of mine that live in different parts of the country that love baseball, they're very jealous of what we have here in this state because oh yeah, it's you know, unprecedented. You don't have it anywhere else no. in the country, and and it's neat because you get to you know you get to be like me. You get to be a guy that just entered your forties and you still get to be connected to a team. It's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Uh, and uh, I'm I, you know there are you know when I was a kid and my old man was running team down in Boulder when there was. A good level of baseball. I they, I don't know. They were his best buddy was like a guy from the team six miles away, Iona, and those sure. guys were all pals. But then they taunt the living bejeebers <laughs> out of each other. There's I didn't see these, but there's legends that when the Slayton used to be the Rockets and Folda was the Giants, mm-hmm. and the old man had uh, set Folda was Slayton was playing at Folda. There's a twelve mile twelve. 12 mile ride left and the old man got buddies of his to set up like in the near the front of cornfields and shoot off rockets as Slayton returned home <laughs> and the rockets got increasingly short, smaller because it fo- this was based on it full to beat them. Sure. They, you know, they were going to take off. There's going to be a big rocket right outside of full to, you know, a big sky rocket. And then, as they went, and by the end, they just had those little helicopter things going up in the air. To, mm-hmm. You know, so they spent a lot of time figuring out well, how to taunt each other. And it, perfect- they were taunting before Muhammad Ali. Well, and and Pat, <laughs> that's the best part about this. Some of your biggest rivals are some of your best buddies. But perfect case. Mm-hmm. Uh, our biggest rival in the DRS is probably the Newmarket Muskies. We have a healthy rivalry. We usually have both have pretty good clubs. <laughs> And in Newmarket, when you play in Newmarket, Pat, they're a field without lights, so they play on the weekends during the day. And they always have, once the game is concluded, they have the standoff. Mm-hmm. And it's who can stay in the dugout the longest and drink the most amount of beer. And a couple of years ago, we played them over the 4th of July you know, extended weekend. And that Saturday that we played them, one of the guys happened to be getting married, so they were losing a few of their players that could do the standoff at the end of the game, and they went, one of the guys, the captains for the Muskies said, boys, we're in trouble. Reavers and Carpentiers, wives are out of town, and they got drivers. <laughs> that's in trouble. So I said, boys, we got nowhere to go. <laughs> well, the great Joe Driscoll still my favorite. Oh. <laughs> uh, did, I was down at a Dundas game, and Dundas and Meadsville were playing for the championship, but they were both in the playoffs. They were both in the state tournament, and I think Driscoll was pitching for Red Wing or somebody. That's when he lived in the treehouse or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and the year before, I believed he'd pitch for Dundas. Okay. And then he got drafted by the other team. Sure. And he came out, he was kind of disappointed a little bit, but he had a big beat about his seventh beer of the day, and he said, well, every team needs a role model. <laughs> <laughs> He's the greatest. All right, we'll come back. On your next visit. This is The Ride with Royce. I see it as a car crash. I'm rubbernecking. On 1500 ESPN. 
And live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios, this portion of The Ride with Royce today is brought to you by It's Just Lunch. Try that again, Patrick. Oh, I hit the talk back. <laughs> I know you did. I was distracted. I've been getting all these tweets on amateur baseball now. You opened a can of worms. Well, I, you're the one that brought it up. Dave's calling me while we're on the air. <laughs> Dave, I'll call you back after the show. All right. Plus, all he right. knows it's beer show night. Dave's a big fan of the beer show. Here is John Height with his one and only fantastic Sports update on the ride today. And don't let me interrupt your guys' phone calls and texts. I'll just start reading stuff here. Uh, This update is sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. University of Minnesota announcing former golfer and current Minnesota League standout Lindsey Whalen takes over as head women's basketball coach at the school. A release on the school's website said that as part of the agreement to become head coach, uh, she will play the upcoming season for the Lynx before retiring from the WNBA. Whalen's a Hutchinson High School graduate, the first three-time All-American in program history. She was a three-time All-Big Ten selection who led the Gophers to their only Final Four berth back in 2004. Johnny. Yes. The Fixer. Yes. What do you think? I got to get a lot of black, silky shirts. Big, <laughs> yep. yeah. silky shirts. Yep. Spray paint a little hair on my chest here. Gold chain. Big pinky ring. Look! Look, kind of. Who, who should I look like on the Sopranos uh, now that well, I'm the? You fixer? know what I'm kind of seeing. I don't know why I'm seeing. Remember uh, in uh, Pulp Fiction, uh, the Harvey Keitel character, Mister Wolf, yes, who came and cleaned everything. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, seeing. Yeah, right, Mister. You know, Har- yeah, 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 that's good. Mister Wolf would be good. I'd be a jumbo size, Mister Wolf. <laughs> Plus, that'd be good. We're gonna need you to stop by the Valley Group, and we're gonna have to update your ride if you're gonna be the fixer. We yeah. gotta get you like a yeah. mobster style vehicle, yeah, maybe from like black, the '70s. Black, 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 yeah, black, a big old. Uh, Big old SUV. The biggest SUV they got, mm-hmm. black, right? Because you can put bodies in the back. <laughs> uh, I should have said uh, when I started that story, as, uh, as you know, uh, proposed. April 6th, by- 11.59. Yep. There it is. Go find it. Yep. Uh, Minnesota playoff updates. The Wild will try and even up their first round playoff series with Winnipeg tomorrow evening, a 6.30 game from Winnipeg. Uh, Timberwolves kick off their first playoff series Sunday night against Houston. By the way, uh, Fox Sports North announced this morning that last night's game was the highest-rated Timberwolves game in the history of the network. Really? Yep. The game had a seven and a half rating in the Minneapolis-St. Paul market. It was, it was one that you weren't going to turn off if you were in on it. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Only complaint though is uh, I know it was on the plus, but we kept showing the same family celebrating it in the you fourth t- quarter. <laughs> It was really weird. You're right. Every they, time they relative. went to this. Gotta be a relative. Well, that's what I'm guessing. These guys, right? Yeah. There was like a family of four, <laughs> and they just kept doing the same motion. I'm like, why do they keep? Is this B roll? What are they doing here? The, well, I don't know. The previous high was uh, in April 14th of 2004, uh, 107.90 win over Memphis, which was the final game of the last season in which the Wolves made the playoffs. That was a six and a half rating, so they topped it by one ratings. Point. I was just thinking, not only am I sharper than a tack, oh but God. I'm humble. That's, that's, yeah, that's a plus, of course. It is a big ass. Very gracious. Oh, yes, right, yes. right. Tolerant of my fellow man and woman. <laughs> Poor Sean out there is going, oh my God, I'm going to have to hear about this for six more months. <laughs>
Hey, did you hear about Lindsay? Wood? Right. I called it. <laughs> Twins open up before you. I didn't you... call it. I dictated That's right. You, that's right. You planned it. Yeah. Yes. Hey, by the way, did you see Chipper's tweet uh, in relation to. He's trying to, to take. Well, no, he says a source tells him that Mark Coyle had a phone conversation with UConn women's coach Gino Auriemma yesterday about Whalen. Mm. Okay, what the hell would he know about Whalen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she was on the Olympic She's team. She's on the Olympic team, oh, yeah. Well. Now, Gino, he just coached like hell to win the Olympics with that team. You know, Marlene Stallings could have won the Olympics with that team. I knew he wouldn't disappoint. <laughs> yeah. Twins open up a four-game series against the White Sox at Target Field tonight. Jose Barrios for the Twins. Lucas Giolito for Chicago. The hey, lineup. Dina, uh, Gino, you choker. When's the last time you won the national tournament? Right. Mm-hmm. Giolito, uh, the lineup he'll face goes Dozier, Maurer, Sano, Rosario, Morrison, Escobar, Kepler, Buxton, and Castro. Pretty Logan and Morrison will hit his first home run tonight, the fixer says. Wow. So. Oh. Yeah. He hit a couple balls on the screws yeah, he's yesterday. Starting to get closer. Yeah, you know when there's 17 guys on one side of the infield, you might want to try hitting it the other way. I don't know. It's well, just, yeah, he ain't going to do that. He, he got the lift. He got the lift uh-huh. right. All right, Johnny. Thank you. You bet. This is traffic and weather. Let's check traffic now. The ride with Roycey. This is forecast traffic and weather together. Let's start this one on the Saintly side. This report sponsored by Concordia University. And we have a right lane blocker northbound 52 at Concord in St. Paul. So expect to uh, break and swerve there. And then down in the Prior Lake area, it's sounding like southbound 13 is closed at uh, South Park Drive due to what sounds like a fatal motorcycle crash. Expect uh, gridlock in both directions there. Westbound 694 continues to suffer between 35W and 100, 25 to 30 minutes. And westbound 494 extra ugly this afternoon, backing it down at the Highway 5 airport split, riding the brakes over to 100. Get on track to a successful business career with Concordia University St. Paul. Learn online or on campus. You can learn more about their business degrees at online.csp.edu. It's 49 degrees. Hitching a ride with Roycey. I think it's a waste of everybody's time. Oh, but it's so (laughs) fun. Yes, there's better things to do in life. On 1500 ESPN. The ride with Roycey now continues. Personal file, 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for Late Hits. You're a radio professional. I have a question for you, Mr. Reavers. Okay. What happens if the emergency alert system fails on our end? Then uh, I get to write a detailed message to... pro. Or You mean the test or the actual the alert? The alert. Uh, so what What are we attempting to discover with the alert? Well, when Whether we, we can press the button and warn When them. we do a test like the one I just performed, we have to make sure that the system still operates. We're okay. required every week okay. to do that on this station. Uh-huh. In the event that there's an apocalyptic storm mm-hmm. heading our way, we have to be able to notify the listener. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't work, then we've got some problems, and then we have to get engineering involved, and then that uh, that's a whole set of issues. Uh, this is worth a emergency alert of sports talk <laughs> coming up right now. This is an emergency alert. This is one of the toughest admissions I've ever had to make. Oh, no, this is big. I have been in the Twin City sports market since Labor Day of 68. Uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press. Actually worked in the business before that, but the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Labor Day 68. All this right. is it. 
Uh, oh, man. Do I even want to say this? Mark Coyle, <laughs> bore ass that he is, one of the most uh, hiding behind everything, won't speak publicly on uh, issues, uh, absolutely a load in the public, has done a pretty damn good job of hiring coaches. To grow, you must fail. Uh, Fleck was considered a hot young commodity in the coaching industry. And even though he drives me insane and I've dedicated the rest of my career to never being in the same room as this idiot, he can, he'll be okay. Every ball is an elite ball because it was thrown to you. (laughs) Yeah, see, if he didn't do that, I'd think he was fine, right? I eat difficult conversations for breakfast. Okay, that's enough. I don't want any more of that. (laughs) But in the the West, now I think Scott, you know, Nebraska getting rid of uh, Mike Mike Riley Riley. hurt it because Scott Frost will probably... He'll be a good coach. But I think think he's going to be able to compete with Wisconsin. I think he's going to be able to get the same. Really? Well, Chris is, uh, you know, uh, he's probably going to have better athletes, whether he can coach them as well as Chris. You know, he's Mm -hmm. going to have faster guys, but, you know, they won't have the power of the Wisconsin player. But fair, yes. But he'll, you know, he'll probably have better athletes and better recruiting ratings. He had a better recruiting end. So that's okay. It's. I mean, he's a you pain. You approve pain? Well, I don't approve him as a human being. You know, because and I, I, I'm not saying I disapprove of his behavior as a human being. I just approve to uh, disapprove of his rambling nonsense. The nonsense. Yes, and I'm I'm just too damn old to put up with it. So I'm going to take cheap shots at him whenever I can. Fair enough. It's and somebody asked me why the other day, and I said balance. It's balance, doesn't it? We need balance. We do need balance. Everybody's kissing his bald head. and uh, He needs a critic. He does. Yeah. And he needs a guy who's going to call him out when he says things that are particularly stupid. So I've accepted that responsibility. And I'm fighting the urge to hit another button. But don't. I'm not going to. Lindsey Whalen, let's go. This will be fun. Bob Motzko, let's go. This will be fun. And Patino is acceptable. He's acceptable. He got way too much credit two years ago when they had a good year. The massive because, turnaround. Because yeah. people kept saying, they've now already won more games than they did the year before. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, you won eight. You had the worst year in the history of 120 years of gopher basketball and you lost to both South Dakota teams at Waves Arena. And Rutgers. And Rutgers, yes. And last year, I'll buy it that they were going to be pretty good. They were going to make the tournament. And then they, and they got, got hurt. And injuries and suspensions. And, and, and they'll, you know, they, they're going to be fairly young next year, but they should be, uh, you know, they get, they get, they're going to have good players. He'll, he'll probably make the tournament next year. So he's acceptable. I wouldn't hold a parade for him or give any, in, in, any uh, extensions to him. But, uh, you know, I got to say, and it isn't easy to say because this guy drives, Coyle drives me nuts too because he won't respond. He he likes to issue statements. You're the athletic director. You got to talk 
to the media now to communicate to the public. I'm not trying to say this to agitate you. I'm just offering this up to be sort of somewhat devil's advocate. What if, in his own mind, Coil I'm speaking of now, what if because of his process, what if that's his style and it has led to, because, you know, sometimes a lot of coaches don't want the athletic director out there every five minutes talking to the media. No, no, no. But, but do you know well, what I'm well, saying? when you make a hire or when, when you're, when your head coach at women's basketball that just went to the tournament leaves, you can't issue a statement. You have to you talk should, to You people. should talk yeah, publicly. You should, you should have a little conference call, whatever. Let people ask you questions. And, uh, you know, and they obviously had this thing. And she just had her press conference down there like two days ago, right? Uh, Marlene? Or yesterday, maybe. Yeah. So the, I, this obviously was in the works. But uh, they, but you still have to, you know, you're the AD. You're a publicly funded institution, and you have to uh, answer to the public. But that said, Matsko Whalen, black, and uh, but does he get credit for Richie? No, he doesn't get credit for Richie. But he uh, he didn't. Dismiss Come Richie. in and jump the gun and after Kaler. I think Kaler would have paid the seven mil. But Kaler ripped him at the when he when when he announced Coyle's hiring, he ripped Patino. I'm still in the camp though where the jury's still out on oh. Richie. For me. Yeah. Yeah. I you know what though? Marcus Fuller had some interesting stuff on candidates to replace the assistant. There's a couple of assistants out there in smaller programs with four star and five star sons. Coming up that are what, sophomores in high school, stuff like that? Would be in the next recruiting class. Huh. That is interesting. Kind of like that's that's a Patino move right there. That's a daddy move. Who was the guy that we were just talking about, oh, just a few months ago that all all of a sudden out of nowhere got a job with somebody's staff? Was it North Carolina? I forget who it was. Yeah. We were just talking about that. Well, the all timer is Ed Manning. Oh, Danny's father. (laughs) He was driving. I mean, a nice guy. And he played in the NBA a little bit. Or ABA. But he was driving but a bus, right? he was driving right? a truck. Or truck, yeah. Yeah, or something. And all of a sudden, he's an assistant coach at Kansas. Larry Brown moved there. And <laughs> and hiring a four-stars father would be a, would be a Rick Patino move. 100%. Though. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Anyway, it was tough. That baby. was tough. That's almost like Fonzie saying he was wrong on happy days. I could tell that was very painful for you. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That was a true gentleman move on your part, sir. It shows that I am an objective guy with considerable prejudices against guys who are completely full of BS. (laughs) That's it. Do you have the time to listen to me whine? Now, on the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. Got there. We got my daily complaint is Manny Hill somewhere warm. Oh, what a jerk. He's tweeting, yeah. though, so that oh, might, must mean that he is, uh, unless he's tweeting from the airport. I don't know if he's at his destination yet. What, uh, did he tweet about Whalen? No, he, uh, the, the Knicks uh, have dismissed Jeff Hornacek, so he's oh, really? campaigning Rambus to get promoted for the, uh, <laughs> to the job. Boy, so, well, was that one of the shocks of my life, what a lousy coach that guy was. I, I thought, thought he was going to be good. good. I thought he had a good reputation. Yeah. I think I endorsed that. 
But uh, I think I just wanted David Kahn to be right so he could stick around a few more years because he was so much fun. Because to use the word bifurcate. Bifurcate. I uh, love that word. My quick day of the complaint, and it's been a Lindsay Whalen theme on this show, are the people that, and I've, I looked it up myself because Kenny mentioned it earlier, folks that are upset with the hire. Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to break this to you, but... People are talking about go for women's basketball in the middle of April. Yeah, and uh, what what is the she doesn't have coaching? No experience. coaching experience, and they're saying, well, is is it okay to hire someone with star power over coaching experience? Call yes. Memphis, call Memphis, ask him why they hired uh, why they fired Tubby and hired Penny Hardaway. And to answer that question, yes, it is okay because we're talking about go for women's basketball but in the middle yeah. of April. Yeah, I uh, I would agree with you, and uh, the fact that she hasn't coached. Uh, certainly does not mean she does not how, know how to coach. Yeah, right? I mean, she's been around basketball her entire life. And she will hire a very good assistant. One assistant, I would guess she's going to hire, is Kelly Roisland. They're pals. Okay. And uh, Kelly's over at McAllister. And, uh, you know, I say go get Shannon Bolden up at Northland and then... Sure. And then... Figure it out. Call up Jim Pete. Oh, that'd be you great. You know, but the great thing about her is... She wants to teach her big players. Mm-hmm. She gets uh, Sylvia Falls to come over and work with her good player, her mm-hmm. big players. She gets Rebecca Brunson. She gets uh, she she is going to have access to everybody in the basketball community. So does this mean that this is her last year playing for the Lynx? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I wondered if she. I know she had a contract, but this might have been it anyway. But to me, this is. Unbelievable marketing, as I said. Yes, the fixer. As I said on uh, April 6th at about 11.59, right before noon, I think it was. Yes, you uh, did. If you want to look up my Twitter account, uh, the fixer is, uh, I'd say the fixer has hit a home run, wouldn't you? That is a home oh, run. Oh, that is a home a run. A grand yes. salami. All right, tomorrow. Slip away somehow. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.